0: hey guys so um today i'm going to talk about uh what am i doing wrong with my divination and i can tell you that it is definitely trial and error and a lot of times you don't really you think that hey i, I feel like i should be good at this but a lot of times you're not going to get it 100 percent correct i mean i i doubt that anybody can get Divination 100% correct. So there's always room for improvement in it And I just wanted to share a few things that I figured out I was doing wrong and What I did to correct them and how I how I formulated my own uh, process of my divination So one thing is putting way too much into the tools answers rather than your own answers um, so a very common divination tool is a, uh, a pack of tarot cards and where tarot cards can be very useful, they can also kind of hinder your answers in a sense. And the reason for that is because a lot of people starting out don't really recognize the fact that the answers are coming for you from yourself uh, or from your spirit guide or from your higher, your higher uh, spirit or whatever. The reason a lot of people think that is because a lot of people are looking at, you know, movies and shows and stuff that showed tarot cards and they uh, a common thing that people say is, well, let's see what the cards say. Um, now, think of it this way. Think of the tarot cards as a keyboard for your computer. It's going to be a hell of a time trying to, you know, type out what you're saying without a keyboard. Apparently. Well, okay. Well, it might be easier to think of it this way. What if you had a keyboard that didn't have the letters there versus a keyboard that did? So... You may be able to type things out, but it might be a little bit more difficult. This would be the same thing as you trying to to figure out things completely on your own without using the cards as a as a little little boost. Um, it won't. It'll. It sort of helps it put it into a visible a, a physically visible. Um, you know, medium between it. So, what you're wanting to do is don't look at it as if the cards are going to give you the exact answer that you need. Most of the time, you're going to get something super vague or it's going to be off. And if it's vague, then you need to look deeper into it and try to connect things between um, what you're finding on the tarot cards versus what the uh, answer is that you think needs to It should be another problem I see people do a good bit is um, they will continue to ask the same questions over and over and over and most of the time it's because your emotions are putting way too much into it and thinking I got to have this answer I have to have this answer now the difference between that and knowing what the answer is and just wanting validation is that you are desperately looking for something to be right when it's wrong. I actually was trying to give a reading to this uh, person who came over to um, my neighbor's house uh, a little while back. And she was wanting to know if she'd ever be able to get pregnant. And of course, that's going to be something... That is very, you know, hard to hear if you can't. And it's also going to fuck you up if you think that, hey, the cards are telling me that I'm going to be able to get pregnant. So this means that I am. Now, one thing that kept going wrong with it is she wanted to keep having the same reading done over and over and over. She wanted it to come out to the conclusion that that she was going to be able to get pregnant now that is not something that you need to look to the cards for you can um a good bit of people do and if it's just because that you're wanting to um see if your intuition is correct you know you know all for it but don't continue to look deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and and know that it's just gonna put you in a ill state of mind you know it's just not healthy um another thing that people disregard about the tarot cards is because that they have this answer there that that's the answer and it doesn't matter if you pull another card or not that's not true again it's like a keyboard it's a tool it's something that is supposed to help you you connect it you are the mind behind it. You are not like, um, you know, when your hand moves, it's because your brain told your hand to move. Um, of course, it would be difficult if you didn't have a the hand there to move and to grab something, but your mind is the thing that is saying, hey, I need. I want to grab that and pick that cup up off the table. You know, that's that's what... The tarot cards are for. They're not supposed to tell you what happening. What's happening? They're supposed to help you find it. So another problem that I've I have had with it is not using other sources. It's okay to use other so. It's all. It's also okay if you don't feel comfortable using more than one source. But. One thing that is definitely helpful for me is I will pull up multiple different tools all at one time. So possibly have a book that is dedicated to symbolism or a book that's dedicated to uh, dream dream symbols or I would also have my tarot cards, oracle cards, my, you know, pendulum and um my casting stones all together so that I would be able to if my mind said, hey, I've got to pick up that something in that uh, deck or something in my casting stones, I need to pick that up and I need to read it. If I feel super drawn to it, then it's right there. I can use it. And I also use the internet for, um, a, for a good source. So if I have a very strong sense of a date in my mind or a deity that, um, is being, is trying to connect and contact, I may have a drawing set out, or I may have a few words that describe that, and then I'll go and I'll start searching, and most of the time it's the very first thing that pops up, so, like, if it's a, um, piece of art that is depicting that specific deity, like, let's say, Sana, uh, Sana is, uh, the female version of the sun god, so she's the sun goddess, So, um, I might, I may get symbols such as sun or divine entity or female and, uh, um, fire, stuff like that. Now, because that it's, like, um, opposites like that, I would probably look into the female, you know, part of, um, sun goddess as opposed to sun god, you know, something like that. So, definitely, definitely keep your resources handy. Because a lot of times people think that, oh, I've got this and I, I'm trying to figure it out all on my own. It's okay to have that. Like if you don't know what, if you want to read what the card says without, you know, looking into a book, that's fine. You know, it's good to practice. But if you really, really feel like you need to look at it, it is totally okay to bring it out. You know, it, that's what it's there for because again these are tools they're not a standard for what's happening Um, another tool that people use are oracle cards i've created my own decks and i've also created a deck of tarot cards myself to not only help me better understand it but creating your own tools is a lot easier to handle because you're more familiar with them you've put your time and effort into them and they're going to have better um uh more accurate results because let's face it tarot cards and oracle cards nowadays are just so mass produced that it's okay to have a deck here and there but in all reality it's a lot more back down to how much you're connected to your deck if you're not connected it doesn't matter how pretty the artwork is it doesn't matter if everybody's got that deck and you want to have that deck if you're not connected to it and it's just not feeling right it's just not pulling up enough um accurate answers that could very well be the reason is because you haven't put yourself into it and you can cleanse it. You can, you know, charge it with your energy and stuff like that. But that's not necessarily going to be as as powerful as you creating your own thing. Now, a lot of people also think you absolutely have to have a tarot deck or you absolutely have to have oracle cards. That's not true. You can, you know, go out and use other things. So I personally had picked up stones that I found outside and... um. You know, if I feel drawn to these, then I'll pick them up. And I'll be like, hey, I've got to put some type of symbols on these. I don't know what it is yet, but I've got to. And that's how I created my... I guess you could call them runes, but they're not technically runes. I, I personally just call them, like, witches stones or casting stones. And I also don't cast them. I actually just pick them up. <laughs> I mean... To be fair, I use multiple different methods, so it also depends on how I'm feeling because I could have them all set out, but I could also pick them up out of the bag one by one and see how I feel about that one. Okay, so if you're not following your intuition and the answer seems wrong to you, it's okay to set it aside. So let's say you picked up something and you're like, okay, this doesn't really seem right to me. It's possible, very possible that it isn't right because, again, like I've said multiple times so far, it's a tool. It's something that you're supposed to use to help you formulate a, um, conclusion, as opposed to just listening only to what they say. You have to listen to yourself. If you're not trusting yourself on what it is, then you're just gonna screw yourself over with it. Um, one point I had down was tarot cards are vague for a reason. They're vague, again, because they're tools, blah, blah, blah. I've said that multiple times. Um, Okay, so something else. It's okay to not follow other people's methods. So, you know, the whole shuffle the deck and pull out one card method. It's okay to not use that. It's okay to, like, just have them completely out and be able to look at each individual one. I actually had a reading done by um, an, uh, a crone who, if you're not familiar with what crone means, a crone means an older lady. Um, she did a reading on me and she was very accurate like I could feel a lot of energies going on in the room of course she was not accurate in the sense of my sister-in-law was sitting there with me so she accidentally read my energy instead of hers (laughs) doing her reading but um, what she did was she would completely just have the cards where she could look at them instead of Instead of just drawing them out so that if something caught her eye, then she could just pull that card, set it aside, and keep flipping through, keep flipping through, pull out another card, set it aside. And she'd be like, okay, this is, this is what I feel from this card, this is what I feel from that card. Now, um, another thing you can use on specifically cards would be, uh, so say you see cups. Cups would be an example of the element of water. So, think, um, one thing that's really good that I do is I have lots of different, um, different posters set up at my altar. So, I'll have one for, like, what are the elements representing, what are colors representing, um, what are, what do these common symbols represent, or flowers, or whatever, something like that. And, um... It's a lot easier, a lot easier to have that out because then you can just be like, oh, okay, I see a sun and this sun is sticking out to me super hard. <laughs> so what does this sun mean? Okay, new beginnings. Um, you know, what is it when it's a sunrise versus a sunset? Or what is it when it's midday instead of, you know, morning or night? Stuff like that. What does a moon mean? So... If you see water, it's possible that water could be connected to the moon or it could be connected to emotions or, you know, communication, stuff like that. You can also look at the colors of it, uh, just a whole bunch of different things that you can read into. So the artwork is very important if that's what you're drawn to. If you're drawn to the artwork, then go ahead and use the hell out of the artwork to depict your reading as opposed to what the set meaning of the card is it's okay to do that you can also use the numbers of the cards to do numerology or to try to pick out dates I've every every now and again I've actually been able to pick out a correct date but it's very rare be just because that um you know it we're we're all human so we're not going to be able to always get things 100% correct so stuff happens <laughs> um as far as numerology goes something that you need to look into when you're using numerology is a book on numerology or try to look them up online but i tend to gravitate more towards books as opposed to online information just because so many people will put the wrong shit on there and then then you're kind of screwed yourself over trying to figure it out so with numerology um and one of the books that I've been looking at uh one is the number of possibilities you know two is the number of karma like you know black and white and um opposites ying, ying, blah 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 uh you can also use it as, so I'm very drawn to the number three. Uh, the rule of three, you know, three moons for the, like the triple moon goddess, stuff like that. If that's what you're drawn to or the number seven, if seven is your lucky number, then, you know, you drew a seven then that could possibly be trying to talk to you or your spirit guides trying to talk to you say, hey, yo, look at this card. Another method that I've seen a lot of people use is when you're shuffling and then a card just kind of falls out of your deck. That is most likely a very good sign that you're supposed to look at that card. Um, <laughs> I almost I almost never have picked up a card that has fallen out that has been um, wrong. Or, you know, anything like that. It's always been like, yo, that is super... Super resonating with me at the moment. <laughs> now, as far as pendul- pendulums go, however you want to pronounce them. Um, using a pendulum board. For some reason, now I have a pendulum board, but for some reason they don't really work for me. What I figured out works the best for me is I'll actually take my tarot or my oracle cards, and I'll set them out. I also have a, a set of oracle cards that he, have each letter in the alphabet on them and um, the meaning behind that letter. And I will set them out um, in a circular form so that, like, I'll take my take my um, pendulum and I'll start slowly passing it over each and every one very very carefully not to let it move too much from my own hand and you will you don't have to wait for it to start you know moving in big circles or little circles and stuff like that one thing that you can uh detect from it is almost a magnetic feeling so um if you're familiar with the whole term of like uh, of dowsing rods being used to help detect water and stuff like that, you'll know that they're supposed to be used to direct you to where it's at. Well, that's basically the concept that I use with it. I'll wait until it'll start feeling like... Um, let's say there's one point on the ground that is drawing drawing energy so hard like a magnet to it and it passes over like let's say the letter d then you may feel if you start trying to pass to another letter you may feel it trying really hard to stay closer to that letter or you may even actually i've seen it seen it um almost almost stay put But it's still, again, it's still, it swings too much for it to legitimately just stay completely put. But that's one way that I use it. I mean, there's also the other way of the wide circles versus the little circles or not moving at all. I use that more so when I'm uh, looking at my chakras because it can help you. Like if you hold it over your crown and then you, you may have to have somebody else help you with this my husband is very, um, doesn't really believe in all this, which is fine, you know, I'm, I'm open to having that type of household, and he's open to having that type of household also, but, so, you may need to have a partner, but if you don't, you can just hold it and try to stay very still while passing it over your, um, well, don't pass it. Just hold it over your uh, crown and then your third eye, etc. Keep going down. And if it's overactive, then it'll be the wide circles. And if it's um, underactive, then it'll not move at all. And if it's fine, then it'll have the little circles. You can also use uh, that as a form of yes and no um, with the circling. So... What I do for yes and no with that would be the wide circles being no and then, um, n- uh, well, okay, let me rethink that. Okay, so if it's not moving, I use that as no. And if it's a wide circle, I use that as maybe and then little circles be yes. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a minute to like figure that out for a second. Sometimes, sometimes I just kind of glo- go blank, you know. Okay, so as far as oracle cards go, if you're making your own deck, which you can, you can literally just pick up some um, index cards that are blank. I personally used the um, the extra thick cardstock ones, and I used those for my tarot deck also, just because I like the size of them and everything and, you know, the way they feel. It's not too flimsy and it's not too um, hard to deal with so what you can do with those is if you have personal symbols that resonate with you a lot like let's say you're super drawn to pandas because like I absolutely love pandas (laughs) I used to be absolutely obsessed with pandas (laughs) but okay so for example Pandas are representations of yin and yang, they're representations of wisdom and balance and everything like that, Uh, so you would want to, um, if you want to use a panda as one of your, uh, symbolisms, you can use that on your oracle cards if you make them. And your oracle cards don't have to be fancy, none of this has to be fancy, if you're artistic, go for it, go all out. I'm artistic. I put as much effort as I can into anything that I create just because that's how I am and I'm just very, I need it to look pretty. That's just me. Um, But it's totally okay to just have a card that has only something written down on it, like only the meaning that you pull up. It's okay to do that, you know, especially if you're just starting out, and you're not so sure if that's what's for you. That is the best way to figure it out. That's another thing you can do with tarot cards, too, is you don't have to have all this, you know, extra stuff on it. You can literally just put uh, one of cups, or I mean, sorry, ace of cups on um, a card, and you can put the meaning of it, and that can help you start to be a little more, um, a little more familiar with the tarot deck itself, so that that way, if you want to actually invest in one later, then you can. Because let's face it, a lot of the stuff at medical physical, oh, psh, Jesus Christ. So a lot of stuff at metaphysical shops are gonna be pretty expensive because they know that a lot of people are going to be like, Yo, I'm gonna just go blow my money on all this shit because. I'm a witch now, so this is what I'm doing. And it's not the best thing to do, especially when you're starting out. You want to try to be a little more minimalistic on things just because that you don't want to be putting way too much money in stuff that you may not even use later on. And crystals, for example. So many people go to crystals because they're so beautiful and everything. Only if you can... Only pick ones that you are drawn to and something that you're like, oh my God, like, even though I want this one, that's the one that's calling me. Trust me, there was, I was actually, this is a super interesting story, sorry, side note, this is just gonna go off on a tangent for a minute, but, um, so my sister-in-law took me and my oldest daughter when she was still probably, I don't know, six months old or something when we went over to this store and the reason we had we had to go to this store for some reason I think it was something to do with the fact that there was uh the other ones weren't open or something like that there was this very small one that I liked the best and we weren't able to go to there so we went to um this very out of the way place because I wanted to spend my birthday money to be able to get something if I was able to find something that I liked and when we got there I was super like I was I had in my mind that I kind of wanted a um, crystal ball but I was also unsure if that's what I was really wanting and then when I got there I was just kind of looking at everything, and it was interesting, and I was just taking in all the energies there. By the way, if you go to a metaphysical shop and it feels very bad, do not buy anything from there, because there's too much mingling in there. Um. So, I saw this selenite crystal, and I was like oh my gosh, I need it. But then I saw this other one that was bigger, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so much bigger. I have the money to get this one. I really want to get it. But for some reason, I kept being more drawn to the smaller one, which was... It's still a decent size, like probably about the size of a um, uh, a baseball, perhaps. And, And the other one was more the size of a softball. So it was definitely... A decent bit bigger but you know for some reason I was just drawn to the smaller one so I went ahead and I purchased it and I also purchased a uh, what I have as my altar cloth because I just thought it was really pretty and I wanted it <laughs> Cause that's just how things go sometimes right like doesn't always have to have a meaning behind it but you know it's better if it does well So, we got outside, and mind you, I live in the desert, so it gets hot. I mean, in June, it got up to 115 degrees Fahrenheit. It gets hot as Satan's balls up here. And so, it was hot, and I was having to hold my daughter, and the car for some reason was not turning on like it was not turning over and um they've uh my sister-in-law has had issues with that car before but for some reason and believe me they have some massive anger problems (laughs) i was expecting them to blow up at any second oh it was her and her um husband and oh my god I was just thinking this is bullshit they're gonna start getting angry and everything but then all of a sudden I just felt so calm I don't know why but they started feeling calm too and after about I, I sat back outside cause like I was sitting in the car I, I sat outside with my daughter so that she wouldn't get too hot in there and um and after about 10 minutes the car started up absolutely no problem and we got in the car and everybody was just super calm for some reason we just and then like my sister-in-law she looked at me she was just like I have a feeling that our car was not supposed to start up at that time and I was like yeah I don't know what's going on but for some reason you know like this is just really weird and we started driving, and about the same exact time that where we would have been at that point, um, there was a car crash right there, and it would have, it would have been in the position where the other car would have hit on the side that my daughter was in her car seat, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's fucking crazy, like, You know, your spirit guides will seriously protect you all the fucking time. Like, you just, you never really know. Okay, my bad. I went off on such a tangent just then, but I felt like, I felt like you guys needed to hear that. Because sometimes, you know, you just need to hear other people's miracles just to remember that miracles do happen. You know, like, you don't hear about them enough. Most of the time you keep hearing about dark stuff that keeps happening. Well, anyways, okay, so for crystal balls (laughs) to get back on track. All right, so if you're using divination for a crystal ball, or using a crystal ball for divination, I specifically have a a Selenite one. So it's a little on the more clear side, but it's still kind of Uh, whitish. So you can can see through it-ish, but it's still opaque enough. To where you can still see the lines in it and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, what I usually do is I will sit it in front of a candle. and I'll Or I'll hold it over a candle. I'll get it in my hands and I'll just, you know, excuse me. I'll just feel the energy going through it and everything. And um, Selenite is very, very angelic with its energy. But, um, so what you're going to do when you're using a crystal ball is you're going to look more into the cracks or you're going to use it as something to gaze at, sort of like what you would do for a mirror. So if you continue looking at a mirror, you just allow yourself to have images pop into your head and you allow yourself to, oh, these lines look like this to me. It's the same concept as if you're doing the wax readings where you're like pouring hot wax and watching to see what it comes out as, or the tea leaf readings, um, or, uh, or, um, clouds. Something a lot of people don't really realize is when you were a child and you kept looking at the clouds and stuff, and you were trying to depict different, different, um, things such as a cat or a dog or something like that in the sky in the clouds then that's a form of divination in itself and a lot of people don't really realize that so in a sense you can actually do divination with the clouds as your tools and you don't even have to have a tool that you can hold in your hand you know it's it's actually really fascinating to me that you can do that people did divination with the stars too that's why we have different constellations and stuff is from people looking at them and, and such. Um, that's another reason why it's very good to have, you know, other sources handy with you when you're looking at it. So if you ask a question to, um, to your spirit guides, to the universe, etc., then it's good to write it down, write down what your question is, write down what you see. And then go look go look at multiple different sources. If it doesn't click with you right away, it's okay. Go ahead and look at other sources. Because some things are not going to click with you right away. Um, shit, some stuff doesn't click with me until like a damn month later. And then I'm like, wow, okay, I really should have paid attention better. <laughs> it just happens. Um, don't put... Everything on yourself, but do remember that you're the one where the um, with the most connection between it, between the spirit realm and the physical realm, because tools are only physical, and they can help connect you. They're very useful in connecting, but a, you're the primary source. You're the primary. Um, power and the primary tool is yourself so just keep remembering to look at other things and remember to look at you know your dream dictionaries or look online if you have a date pop into your head because you know you might say oh spain 1953 and then it looks like something came up at that time period and that time may resonate with what your answer is supposed to be so, quit doubting yourself on a lot of these things, and don't put too much money into other, other tools. It's good to help the community by buying things that other people put out. Definitely, I mean, I'm a craft, I'm crafty person myself, so I, I do try to put myself out there when I'm making things. But it's not necessary. Oh, I totally forgot about the witch's stones. Um. With witches stones, it's a little a little harder if you don't make them yourself just because that when you're making them yourself you can easily just be like, Okay, flower. I use flower as transformation or, you know, blossoming, um, a new thing happening in your life, blah blah blah. Or, you know, let's say that you have um, a stone that has a panda on it like I said earlier with the wisdom and stuff it's a lot easier because you are super connected to those things that you put on there and it makes it a lot easier to pick it up and say okay got it I know exactly what's happening in your life right now this is for romance this is a heart this is for love this is for blah 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 so much easier to do that than to use to use um, uh, symbolism that doesn't resonate with you as well. It's okay to use other stuff, but it's definitely much better when you use your own symbols. You can also use dice for um, for numerology. Dice has actually been used... A lot of people use it for D&D, but... Uh, <laughs> You can definitely use it for numerology, and numerology is very helpful for um, angel numbers as well, because angel numbers are more so the spirit guides' um, translation of what numer no mm, Jesus of what numbers mean. And so, you can have that handy as well as your knowledge of numerology itself. All right, guys, so I pretty much went into almost 40 whole minutes of talking, (laughs) so I'm going to let you guys go, and I'm going to talk to you on another segment later on. Love and light, you guys. Um, Contact me if there's anything that you want to, like, talk about or you want me to talk about. I'm totally open for it. You can message me at... um, Sierra Panda 98 at gmail.com, or you can even find me on Facebook, uh, Sierra, Sierra Joy Williams. And I usually do not put my name out there, but I know that a lot of people have a hard time, uh, you know, communicating with the people through <laughs> communicating with people that they want to through g- through uh, email and stuff like that. You can also go on Amino. I'm on Amino a lot, too. I put my name there as Amethyst Thistle. So, if you want to contact me through those, that's fine as well. Um, On different witches, witch um, aminos and stuff like that. I enjoy using Amino because... I mean, it can be challenging sometimes. There's definitely some people on there that I'm a little iffy about talking with, but... It's definitely a great platform for putting all your thoughts out there and listening to other people's thoughts as well. If you're a big reader, I love reading and writing what what people tell me and writing them back and stuff like that. So if you want to contact me or go on to anything like that, it's totally fine. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I know that this has been a super long episode, but... You know, I mean, what else is a... Um, <laughs> podcast for without listening for a long time right so all right bye guys